listening to The Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Talk to Howie. Call 1-877-669-1292. And I'm Howie Silbiger, the host of The Howie Silbiger Show right here on... The True Talk Radio Network. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for being here. I am very happy and pleased and proud and happy to be here with you. And I hope that you are happy and pleased and proud and happy to be here with me. And, um, yeah, okay, I've used enough adjectives for today. All right, I understand. Fine. Fine, no more adjectives. I get it. Fine, I understand. I understand. I won't use any more adjectives. No problem. We have a great show for you tonight. Uh, an amazing show, an unbelievably fantastic show, a show like you've never heard before, a show that after you finish listening to this, you will say, oh, my gosh, that was quite a show. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by Daniel Inayetsade. He is our financial guru. Coming up after uh, a little after eight o'clock will be uh, Sheldon Eric Freed. He's my long suffering producer. Of course, you could get in on the conversation, and the way you could do that is quite simple. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial 1-877-669-1292. That's 1-877-669-1292. I'd like to say hello to everybody watching on Facebook, on Twitter, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on the True Talk Radio Network uh, site. I'd like to say hello to everybody uh, watching on um, on TrueTalkRadio.com. I'd like to want to say hello to everybody listening on the True Talk Radio app, which you could download too by just going to the App Store, any App Store, and uh, typing in the True Talk Radio Network, and the app could be yours, and it's free, and it could be yours. I also like to tell you about the uh, True Talk Radio, uh, the True Talk Radio, the Howie Silberger Show uh, group on Facebook. So we have the Howie Silberger Show page, which you should have already liked. Uh, like the Howie Silberger Show page. And we also have the Howie Silberger Show group. Now, in the group, as opposed to the page, the page will give you all the information about the show. If we're on, when we're on, it'll give you the archive of the show. You'll be able to uh, go back and watch uh, old episode, older episodes. You'll be, able to, um, you'll, you'll be able to communicate with me and Sheldon uh, through, the, through the page. But if you want to talk politics and you want to deal in the political, um, in the political discussions that we have uh, when we're not on the radio or on, on, on live streaming, uh, you can do so by going to the true t- uh, by going to the Howie Silberger Show page. Uh, not page. See, I, I, I confused them. Uh, going to the Howie Silberger Show group on Facebook. So go into Facebook, search for the Howie Silberger Show group and join the group. And that's where all the political discussions happen. So if you like politics, you want to talk about politics with me and with a whole bunch of other people who are, who are interested in discussing politics, and trust me, we don't all agree, and uh, we argue a lot, and it's, it's a lot of fun to follow and read the arguments and the discussions, uh, go and join the Howie Silberger Show group on Facebook. Uh, speaking of the group, and, and I bring it up for a reason, I am um, I'm getting tired, uh, really, really tired of the lies and the manipulations and the and the warpness of um, of of the partisan politics that goes on uh, of both sides. Really, the 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 changing and the warping of the truth bothers me. 
So you, you watch a press conference. I watch press conferences all the time. I like to watch the president give speeches, and I like to watch uh, press conferences that President Trump gives. And I watch these conferences, and I understand English. Uh, thank God I, I got an education. I grew up, and I, I understand English. And I understand when, when, when the president says something, I understand what he means, because I understand context. And I'm pretty well politically astute. I, I understand politics. So by understanding politics and understanding English, uh, I understand when the president says something that, 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 is, that is questionable. And I understand when the president says stuff that is pretty clear. It is, it is fairly clear to me sometimes that the president says something and it's, it's, it's a fairly clear statement. And I understand that. And then I go and I watch, and I don't know why I torture myself like this, but I do this almost every night. I watch a couple of hours of CNN, and I watch a couple of hours of Fox News. And I watch both because I like to get a perspective. I like to understand which side. I mean, they live in two separate worlds, apparently. They don't live in the same country. Uh, people on CNN and the people at Fox don't live in the same country. No, no, no. They don't, they don't even live in the same universe. But I like to see both sides of the story. I like to get a different perspective. I like to um, I like to hear uh, the side that bashes the president constantly and perpetually and makes up stuff because sometimes they claim the president said something that he didn't say. And I've seen it quite a few times on CNN. And I like to uh, I like to watch Fox, which who are a little friendlier to the president. Um, I mean, you have you have guys like Hannity on Fox that 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 basically stump for the president. And that, that's fine. I mean, they're, they're honest about it, at least they come out and they say, look. Uh, Hannity has said it more than once on his show. Look, I I support the president, and I'm I'm here to uh, to 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 support the president. I mean, he said it clearly, so I have no issue with that. As long as they're clear about it, they're not trying to hide behind. I'm a journalist, and I'm just doing journalism, and then lie to you about what the president said. That that doesn't that, that doesn't wash with me. And so it, it shocks me, and it, it really does shock me, and it continuously shocks me when this ridiculous story about Trump praising neo-Nazis or praising the, the white supremacists comes back over and over and over again. This was a lie that CNN put out in 2016. They edited footage of a press conference, and the, the full press conference is available to be seen on YouTube. All you have to do is, is just type in the press conference, like full, full footage of the press conference. You can watch the entire thing. And, and, and CNN cut it to make it look like the president said that there were fine people on both sides and made it look like he was referring to the Nazi side and the Antifa side, the two sides that were fighting in Charlottetown. And it's, it's fascinating to me that Joe Biden keeps repeating this lie. It's fascinating to me that this lie has, has had legs and, and the legs have held up for so many years. When it's obviously not true, and it's 100% verifiably not true, and not only is it 100% verifiably not true, the footage is publicly available. Anybody who wants to actually see what Donald Trump had said that day could actually just go to YouTube and type in the search, the search bar and, and, and get the footage. It's verifiable. 100% verifiable. Video doesn't lie. Yet, this trope keeps getting repeated over and over and over again. 
And I know politics is a dirty game, and I know that it's an election year, and I know that it's an election in a couple of months, and both sides are slinging mud trying to, trying to dissuade people from voting for the other side. I understand what's going on. It just bothers me. It bothers me that this, this, this tired old lie still has legs. This is what bothers me. I, it drives me crazy. And, and when people repeat this in, my, in, in the group, in the Howie Silberger Show group, and people repeat these lies, I call them out every single time. I've called them out like 50 times in the last month. And I keep calling them out, and they keep, and the people who, who, who post this stuff keep telling me, well, you don't know what you're talking about, but, and I keep posting the video. I say, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Just watch the darn video. Just watch the video. And nine out of ten times, I would say almost ten out of ten times, the person making the argument that Donald Trump supports the Nazis because he said that there are fine people on both sides in Charlottetown, which he didn't say, nine out of ten times, these people refuse to go to the source material. Absolutely refuse to go to the source material. And it shocks me each and every time. I'm always in awe. I'm always in wonder. I'm always confused as to why people would refuse to go and look at the truth. Would it warp the way they think about uh, life in general? Would it, would, it, would, would it kill them to go and actually, and actually look up what they were talking about? I expect my students in high school to, to do the research and to do it properly. I, I, I don't know. Adults, I expect, I expect more from adults. I mean, if teenagers could go and cite their sources and, and look up source material from primary sources, why do adults rely on news stories to tell them what somebody said. If I was interested, if I am interested, and I am mostly interested in what Donald Trump has to say, I could look up his speeches. I could look up his press conferences. I don't rely on, on news articles to tell me what he said. If I see a news article that says, Donald Trump said this, and it looks kind of crazy, I mean, there's a good chance that Donald Trump actually said it because he is kind of crazy. But there's also a good chance that he said something else and the media has warped it into something like this. So I go and I look up the original clip. It's always available. If it's not available on YouTube, it's available on the White House website. If it's not available on the White House website, it's available on C-SPAN. It's always available somewhere. Anytime the president speaks, it's recorded. So it's always available. So I go and I look it up. And I try to find the clip that they were talking about. I try to find a piece of the uh, thing and try to put context around it. Now, maybe I have too much time on my hands. Maybe I'm saying, uh, maybe I'm expecting too much. I, I know one, uh, a long time ago, uh, one of my guests on the show told me, how will you expect too much from people? You hold them too high of a standard. Maybe I hold people to too high of a standard. Maybe I, I assume that people will want to go and, uh, and understand what is going on. They'd want to go and, uh, and get context and understand. But, but more and more, as this pandemic wears on and people are at home and people are posting and, and I'm reading more and more of the stuff, more and more I'm starting to realize that people really don't care about the truth. They have no interest in, in attaining truth and understanding of what actually happened in any given scenario. They're just interested in in fighting and, 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 and lambasting. And, and once they grow this hatred, hatred towards something, uh, there, there's no pulling back. They, they just hate it with all their heart. And it's sad to me. 
It's sad to me because the art of political debate has disappeared. It's sad to me because when we, when we sit back and we, we, when we look back at this time, uh, when we go forward 20 years, 30 years from now, and we look back at this time, we're going to realize that we lost something that is fundamentally important in any free society. And that is the concept of debate. The concept that I can hold an opinion and you can hold an opinion. And my opinion has no bearing on your opinion. Your opinion has no bearing on my opinion unless I convince you to change your opinion. And I have a right, a legitimate right to have an opinion on a topic, as do you. And we could have a discussion. We could express our points of view. You could tell me your point of view. I could tell you my point of view. And we don't have to get to fistcuffs, and we don't have to get to hating each other, and we don't have to unfriend each other, and we don't have to malign each other and insult each other. We could have a legitimate disagreement. And at the end of that disagreement, we could say, we could agree to disagree. Okay, you believe that, I believe this, it's fine. And we could still be friends, even though we don't agree on everything at all, everything or anything. You know, for years I had friends who didn't agree with me politically. And that didn't stop me from having friends. It didn't stop me from being their friend. I still went out to, uh, I still went out, we ate together. We still went out and hung out together because we are mature human beings. And that's what mature human beings do. They learn that everybody has an opinion on something and that my opinion is no more legitimate than your opinion. And your opinion is no more legitimate than the next person's opinion. And so on and so on. That we have opinions. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. Uh, I can't say that I'm 100% right all the time. I'm not. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. And that's fine. That's legitimate. But if you disagree with my opinion, that doesn't give you the right to shut me down. We got emails. We get emails all the time on True Talk Radio. And the emails, uh, you see, I have truetalkradio.com on the back of my, on the poster behind me. And uh, that, that stays there I, when I do Political Hitman, I do True Talk Radio. Uh, that, that poster stays up. And so I get emails all the time. People go to True Talk Radio, they fill out the form, and they send me emails all the time. And, and most, and a lot of the times was, did you hear what Howie said this week on the Howie Silverger show? He should be taken off the air. How dare you allow him to say that on his show? And I get a lot of those emails. How dare you allow him to say that on his show? We're going to boycott your advertisers. Okay. Um, And I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking, what kind of egotistical maniac could think that because they hurt something they disagree with, on the radio, or saw it on YouTube, or on, uh, on Twitter, or on Facebook, that they have the right to tell whoever's broadcasting it to take the guy off the air. What kind of ego do you have to have to be able to do that? Uh, it's mind-blowing on how big your head has to be in order to, to ask somebody to do that. Yet there are people out there who do that. They, they ask that. They, they, they request. They demand it. And I'm always wondering, who do these people think they are? Now, it's irrelevant whether my bosses or anyone else agrees or disagrees with me. It, that's totally irrelevant with me. 
I live in a free country. Thank God Canada is a free country. Thank God the United States is a free country for now. Thank God uh, Croatia is a free country. And the reason I go to Croatia is because we are actually broadcast out of Croatia. There are streaming services in Croatia. So thank God we, the True Talk Radio and the Howie Silberger Show is surrounded by freedom. Freedom gives me the right to, to pretty much say anything I want to say and gives you the right to call in to disagree with me. I have open lines, and the reason I have open lines is because if you disagree with anything I say, you could feel free to call in. I'll give you the numbers. I mean, they're, they're open numbers. one 669 1292 Not only do I have a call-in line, but it's a free call. It's a toll-free call. It doesn't cost you a penny to call it. And this is this, the reason for that, and, and, and the only reason for that, is because I believe that everybody should have the right to express their opinion on any topic. So if I express my opinion, I, I don't believe that, um, that you shouldn't have the right to express your opinion. So I open my platform up for me to talk and for you to talk. Now, if you take advantage of the opportunity or you choose not to take advantage of the opportunity, that's your prerogative. But the opportunity is always there. The numbers are always there. The uh, lines are always open, and I pay for it month after month. Uh, regardless if you call in or not, I pay for that line month after month because I answer every single email that comes in and tells me, how dare you allow him to say that with, you had the prerogative to call in. You always had that prerogative. That prerogative has been there from day one. That prerogative continues to be there. There is a toll-free number. It works from all over North America. And you could feel free to call in when the show is live. And I will take your call. And I don't hang up on people who don't agree with me. Unless you're being obnoxiously rude or, or something. I, I generally don't hang up on people. I hear you out. I'll argue with you. We'll have a, we'll have a nice discussion. And we may agree to disagree. You might convince me that I'm right or I might convince you that I'm right. Uh, but either way, you might convince me you're right, I might convince you I'm right. But in any case, the idea is that you have the freedom to join in on the show and be part of the discussion. And that's what's important to me. And that's, what, that's, that's all that's been important to me, that we could have an open discussion. So if you feel that you want to call in and, and discuss any of this, Censorship drives me crazy. I don't believe in censorship. If you believe that you want to call in and you, and you want to talk to me about any of this, you can feel free to call in. The numbers to call are one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 The lines are open the entire show, so if I'm talking to Sheldon or I'm talking to Daniel, you can feel free to call in. And uh, I'll get to your call as soon as I can. Uh, but this is what this is what it's all about. It's about me talking to you and you talking to me. And of course, you could tell your friends, and they could call me and talk to me too, because uh, I'd be more than happy to take calls from anyone. So, number again: one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I'm Howie Silberger, and this is the Howie Silberger Show. We, are, of course, are heard live on Sunday evenings between 
Uh, well, you know, times vary. Just check our Facebook page and you'll know what time we're on. We're not always on at the same time. Uh, we're kind of working out the timing, so so g- give me a break, okay? We'll be on when we're on. Uh, so um, check out the Facebook page, uh, the Howie Sobiger Show page on Facebook. Just click like on that page, and uh, and you'll get the notification, and that will tell you what time we're on and the days that we're on. And just keep monitoring that page, and you'll find it. Uh, I also want to tell you about the uh, Facebook group. There's a group that we created on Facebook, the Howie Sobiger Show group. Uh, that's where I discuss politics with uh, with all our listeners and our our, our fans. Uh, it's it's a fun place to be. So look up the group, the Howie Silberger Facebook Howie Silberger Show Facebook group, and um, and and you'll find me there. Uh, I, I bought a car recently, and I, I tell you, I was looking for insurance, and uh, insurance is is always hard to find. And um, and I should have, I didn't, but I should have turned to my financial guru. Uh, he's my insurance guru too. But I, I, I didn't turn to him. And I'm probably overpaying on my insurance because I didn't turn to him. And, and he's going to join me now because he's going to give me heck for not turning to him to find my insurance. And, and not turning to him to get life insurance. Not turning to him to, 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 to do my finances. But I do turn to him for my financial advice here on the show. And, and, um, and, and maybe, maybe one day, one day, just one day, when I have any money... I will turn to Daniel in a yesterday and say, Daniel, I have 50 cents in the bank. What should I do with it? Help me invest it. Uh, Daniel in today is our financial and insurance guru here on the Howie Silberger Show, and I'm so happy that he joined me again today. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Howie. How's it going? Oh, I'm, I'm excellent. How are you? I'm very well. It's a beautiful day today. Sunshine, not too warm, not too cold. It's, can't complain. Now, Daniel, you would be my personal financial guru if I had any money. But unfortunately, I don't get paid for the show. So, I mean, money is not something I have. But if I had I money, mean, I, I would, I would definitely... I, I, I have a feeling that you're one of these secret millionaires. A secret millionaire? Like, yes, I, I, I'm telling you. It's a theory of mine. You're one of these secret millionaires. I, I really wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it would be fun if I was a, a secret millionaire. Like just secretly, um, you know, hoarding my money in my mattress and saying, "All right, all right, what am I going to spend it on this week?" As your financial guru, I have to advise you not to put your money in your mattress. <laughs> well, yeah. Not a good idea. I am at my mattress gives me a good interest rate. Perhaps it might be a little uncomfortable in terms of sleeping, <laughs> as well. well. That's better than a pee, I guess. Uh, just after Princess, okay? All right. So Daniel and I are today is our financial guru. What's on your mind? What's on your mind financially today, Daniel? Um, I've been thinking a lot about travel insurance. Um, are you planning on traveling during COVID? I personally am not planning on traveling during COVID. Are you tra- planning on traveling during COVID? I don't think it's a it's a really great idea, but I mean, you know, if the opportunity arises, then maybe. And I, I guess I'll need insurance right. if I do. Uh, certainly, certainly. Look, I don't have to emphasize. Uh, the importance of having travel insurance, especially in this day and age, um, the cost of um, out-of-country uh, medical care or treatment can be through the roof, um, and uh, it essentially will be out of pocket if you don't um, have travel insurance. Now, some people may not know, but the RAMQ, the Régie d'Assurance Maladie du Québec, where we have uh, provincial health insurance, uh, that will cover part of the cost so if you do find yourself in a situation where you do need to seek medical treatment or medical care or see a doctor um, out of the country 
the RAMQ will pay for um, the medical costs in in terms of what it would cost in Quebec. So anything over and above that, they will not cover. It is your responsibility or uh, the travel insurance's responsibility. That's why it's really important that you have uh, RAMQ coverage um, before uh, purchasing travel insurance because your travel insurance is actually void if you don't have uh, RAMQ coverage because RAMQ is the first payer and your travel insurance is the second payer. Uh, so, so does this apply to traveling in Canada or traveling to the States? Where, where does this apply? Uh, do I have to get insurance if I'm going to Ontario? Essentially, yes, uh, um, if you travel anywhere out of province. Uh, it, because the healthcare is provincially regulated, um, you're, 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 it's essentially you, are, you would have to pay out of pocket should you seek uh, or need to seek medical treatment out of, pro out of, out of the province. However, the fees uh, in terms of uh, what, you know, what medical care typically costs are similar in, in other provinces as they are in Quebec. Obviously, they are different, but they are s similar to a certain extent. So the risk is lower. Furthermore, you know, if you're going to Toronto or Ottawa for the day, if you do have an ailment or something, most of the time you could come back home and seek, you know, treatments at home. It's not as big of a deal as if you, you know, you travel to Florida, for example. Right. So, uh, now, so t t another question. Sorry, I don't sure, mean to, sure, I don't sure. mean to interrupt your no train problem. of thought, but no, no, go ahead. It, it is what I do. I'm here for another question. Um, if you have pre-existing conditions i had a heart attack last year not me but god forbid but you know somebody had a heart attack last year or sure, had uh sure, or, sure. or has diabetes or has some other kind of disease mm -hmm. uh is it harder to get short-term travel insurance for those people it's a good question it depends on what type of pre-existing conditions you have um it depends how stable they've been so if for example you have a heart condition but you've been on medication for uh, a number of years now, you're stable, uh, you haven't had a change in your medication, you haven't had any uh, um, you know, uh, issues related to your medical condition, then uh, some insurance companies, depending on your age, will still cover that pre-existing condition, assuming it has been stable. If there's been, uh, the insurance companies typically uh, define stability um, as any change in medication or change in symptoms over the past 90 days. So if you've had a change in the past 90 days, then you may not be covered for that pre-existing condition. However, um, it, it, it's really important these days, specifically in COVID, to um, check your policy because given the unprecedented, and I don't use that word lightly because this is quite unprecedented in, in modern modern times of the pandemic, um, it has affected travel insurance policies. Now, a lot of people are already covered without even knowing it, whether through um, their credit card uh, 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 policy, because some credit cards have travel insurance embedded, whether through their group insurance at work, whether through a group sponsored plan, through a professional association plan, or otherwise. So if you ha already have travel insurance offered to you through one of those avenues, check your policy, or if you're buying travel insurance, check your policy as well, because they um, there are many restrictions and it varies depending on the insurance company right now. So the first one would be the travel restrictions. So depending on where you're, you're traveling, 
it's important to check the Canadian government travel restrictions. And if the government has indicated that you should avoid all travel and emphasis on all travel, then you will be have a very hard time finding any insurance company that will cover you um, for that uh, for that policy in terms of uh, in terms of that travel advisory. So if the government said avoid all travel, you will not be covered at all for anything. If the government of Canada has 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 uh, issued an advisory saying avoid all non-essential travel, which is the current case right now, essentially every company around the world has been given a avoid non-essential travel advisory right at this point in time today. I mean, it could change. But that's what it is right now. So some companies will still not cover you based on that advisory. However, there are some companies that will cover you, even though there is a, uh, an advisory avoiding, uh, suggesting you avoid not essential travel. But many of those companies will not cover you for any COVID-19 related um, expenses or treatment or complications. So it's really important to check these details. Don't assume you're just covered just because you've been covered before. Um, even the companies that will cover you for COVID um, and they're rare right now, will have a very um, detailed worded disclaimers, which will let you know that they cannot guarantee um, availability of healthcare uh, treatments or accessibility of treatment. Given the ever-changing situation in different countries, they don't know that when you're there, if that area has an overwhelming amount of COVID cases and their health network is overwhelmed, then they may not be able to provide you with uh, health care, even though they're willing to pay for it, you may not be able to access it. Those are some of the risks involved in traveling and some of the things you should be aware of. And I mean, I've been I've been asked some of the questions I've been asked or some of the situations I've been in over the past number of years with travel insurance is people ask, you know, how does it work if I need to uh, see a doctor? and I'm out of the country and I have travel insurance. Well, the most important thing to do um, is if you have to see a doctor immediately, is to go see a doctor immediately. If it is a non-urgent matter, so for example, you um, have, uh, you're feeling a bit, you know, ill or just not feeling well and you'd like to see a doctor, um, or you have some sort of rash or something's come up that's non-urgent but important, uh, it would be ideal to call the insurance company first consult with them, and they would direct you to a partner, whether it's a hospital or a clinic, where they have a, a, a partnership with, which would make the payment process more seamless to you. So you wouldn't have to pay out of pocket, or you would pay very little out of pocket, and the insurance company would arrange it with the billing department of that, either that hospital or that clinic. If you don't uh, do that, you just go to the hospital if it's an emergency, which you should do if it's an emergency, and then in most cases, you would uh, probably have to pay out of pocket and then claim uh, with the insurance company and then they would refund you essentially. When you go to uh, one of those clinics that the insurance company sends you to, are you getting inferior um, medical attention than you would get if you went to um, if you went to another clinic or something else? Are they, are they using like regular doctors and, and, and good people or, or are they using yeah, the yeah, cheapest yeah, things they could find yeah. because insurance companies like making money? No, you're really getting, you know, a very good standard care. Uh, you're not going to be getting below average care because keep in mind, the insurance company is on the hook to pay for the treatment. So they want to try to resolve the issue 
um, as efficiently as possible. They don't want you to not get treated well and have to keep paying for more treatments. So it's in their interest to send you to a good, reputable place so you can be treated and be on your way and not have to have to keep paying for you. So, I mean, I've been in situations a number of times when clients have needed medical attention and it's it's really uh, not very complicated. It's, you're going to a reputable place, basically. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you're in a part of the world where you don't really have much, where the health network in general is not very reputable, that may pose more of a challenge, but on average, you are sent to a to a good place. So you shouldn't have to worry if you take insurance when you're traveling and you get sick. It's not something to worry about. Uh, you're taking no, care nothing, of. Yeah, nothing to worry about. I mean, I've been in a situation myself where I've traveled and I've needed to see a doctor, and it's really not very uh, complicated. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those things where um, claims are quite high. So it's not like life insurance where you know you're not going to be claiming once a week for life insurance, right? Um, so, I mean, if you're traveling, if you're a snowbird, for example, I mean, these days, uh, is, you know, the word is, uh, you know, it's not exactly uh, in season, but, uh, you know, in terms of, let's say, pre-COVID, uh, if you were a snowbird and you traveled to Florida for three months, the chances are you're going to need to see a doctor over a period of three months, whether, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I mean, I've most people... Uh, can go three months and probably need to see a doctor at one point, whether it's for their kids or, or if they're not feeling well, they have to adjust the medication, whatever it is. So it, it does, it does come up a lot. So insurance companies are well equipped for that, for that possibility. Daniel Inaya today. Uh, how do people contact you if they are going traveling and they need insurance? How do they contact so, you when they have millions of dollars stuffed into their mattress and they have to know what to do with it? Uh, what's the best way to reach you? The best way to reach me is to visit my website at uh, thefinancialadvisor.ca. That's T-H-E, financialadvisor.ca. You can drop me a line there if you have any questions uh, about uh, insurance or financial or investments. I'd be more than happy to provide my opinion uh, in terms of in, ter in terms of uh, insurance or financial-related matters. I want to point. Uh, I want to bring up one other point if you still have time yeah, uh, sure. for me, Howie. Yeah, is uh, what happens? This is, this is a situation I've been in uh, a number of times, and it's it it, it, it does come up uh, quite often. What happens if you travel, um, and then you realize once you're there that you either forgot to buy travel insurance, or you um, just figured it wasn't important, or you were in a rush, or whatever it is. You bottom line, you don't have travel insurance, and you're out of the country. What do you do? What are your options, basically? Um, and quite simply, um, you can still purchase travel insurance, but, and there's obviously a but, I'm sure you saw that one coming, Howie. Um, and the but is that if you are already out of the country and you purchase travel insurance, there is a waiting period. Uh, roughly, um, it could range from 48 hours to seven days where you would not be covered. Uh, and then after that point, you would be covered. However, any pre-existing issues that have come up over the past 90 days that haven't been stable would not be covered. So, if you've traveled and you suddenly need to see it, you suddenly need to see a doctor, and you say, "Hmm, I need a doctor now. I should get travel insurance." It's not going to fly. And, uh, and some people have been in that situation, and they tell themselves, "Well, if I 
need to see a doctor, I'll just get travel insurance then. But it doesn't work like that. You are going to you know, find yourself um, with an unfortunate situation. So yeah, the, uh, travel, the travel insurance companies don't like paying. So uh, if if they um, if you're trying to fraud them, that's pretty pretty much fraud. Look, I need a doctor right now, so I'm going to buy travel insurance. So they can pay for my doctor. It's cheaper for me right. to get travel insurance than it is for me to go see the doctor. That's kind of fraudulent. I mean, that's that's dishonest. I mean, yeah. So there is fraud that does happen, yeah. and the insurance companies are aware of that. And I mean, in terms of in terms of you know the reality we're living in right now, and some some Canadians and to each their own are, are becoming more comfortable traveling abroad, um, whether it is out of their own volition or whether it's because they have to travel either for for business or family, or they sometimes you need to go to visit or take care of and. Uh, you know, a family member that needs you. So there are reasons when people have to travel. So it's important to be aware of, uh, you know, what the options are in terms of travel insurance, given this new normal, quote unquote. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it's still possible to, to be covered and insurance companies are not, uh, I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years now and they're not out to get you like some might think. Um, they, they like to work with you. Um, they will be flexible. Uh, but the most important thing you can do is be straight with them, be honest with your insurance company, because when you're honest and you're forthcoming, you really have nothing to hide. You can sleep well at night, you can travel and not worry and know that the insurance company will be there to pay the bill if it does come up. Daniel Inayat today, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure My having pleasure. you on, and I hope to see you again next week because that's what we want to do here on the Howie Silver Show. I look forward to it, Howie. Thank you, and keep up the good work. And once again, your your um, your website. Yes, my website is thefinancialadvisor.ca. So it's T H E Financial Advisor with an O at the end, advisor.ca. You can also reach me by phone if you'd like at five one four nine nine six nine four zero zero. More than happy to answer any questions. I'm not just looking to sell you insurance. So if you have questions in terms of uh, insurance, investments, financial advice. I'm always happy to chat. Thank you so much, Daniel. And of course, if you uh, if you want to get in on the conversation here on the Howie Silberger Show, you could call in the number to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I thank Daniel Inayat today for being here tonight and for uh, for for taking part in the program. And I remind you, I remind you, everyone listening, that if you have some kind of an expertise, if you have some kind of uh, of, of an asset that you could add to the show. If you have something that you're doing that could add to the show, feel free to email me, howie at truetalkradio.com. That's howie at truetalkradio.com. Now, uh, it, is, uh, it is past 8 o'clock, which means that uh, it only means one thing. And that means that we are joined by my long-suffering producer, Mr. Mr. And I, I call him Mr. just because... Because I guess he is one. I call him Mr. Sheldon Eric Freed. And Sheldon Eric Freed joins me now on the Howie Silver Show. Hi, Shell. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Mr. Freed? Excuse me, I didn't mean uh, to call you, Shell. Not too bad. You know, I was listening to Daniel's uh, thing about the insurance and very, very interesting because I remember last last March, just before COVID, uh, my girlfriend and I went to Aruba. So we both needed to take out travel insurance. That's and right. I spoke you, you, to got my, back, you got back about a couple of days before everything. A couple of days before. I mean, yeah. so thank God. I mean, like, could you imagine 
if I would have brought the, bought the insurance before we went away, and then all of a sudden this, God forbid, hit, what would then the insurance company wind up doing? That's a good question. Like this would this would be like so. I'm we were obviously kind of glad we were back on Canadian soil. We were back home. But I remember when I was speaking with my insurance company, and they were, and like Daniel was saying, they they don't seem to be out to get you. To be straightforward, because I told them I had a pre-existing condition. I'm diabetic and all this other health-related matters. But they asked me, they said, have I been stable for the past, you know, uh, I don't know, up, up 90 days or three months or whatever the case was. And I said, yeah. So they said, there's no problem. Uh, there's, you know, there's no problem. And, uh, you know, we'll insure you. There, There's no problem. And lo and behold, it was, it took maybe five minutes for the whole thing to happen. I was insured right away, effective the departure date and I took a couple of extra days in case for whatever reason we didn't get back on time or whatever so we took a couple of extra days like an extra two days as a as a blanket but they, it was really straightforward and it was we we got it through she got it through her workplace I got it through my bank right so they're they're, they're obviously going to be reputable if it's guaranteed by the bank and she has uh, she's a public servant um, she's a teacher yeah and she got it through her place, so the, everything was hunky-dory, and yeah, really worked out very well. But it was really interesting, really interesting advice. But I'm really be, be very curious to find out if people are traveling now or are going to be traveling. And I even spoke to about a half a dozen snowbirds in the past week, and they usually go down down south for about five, six months. They're not going this year. They're, they're absolutely. Yeah, I heard, I heard from a whole heard from a whole bunch of snowbirds that said they're they're not going. They they absolutely yeah. refuse to go. They have property down south, but they just don't want to take a chance. Yeah, they're and afraid. Who, know, who, who even knows if they're going to? Well, they're they're they've op they've kept the borders open in terms of people flying down. So the as far as flying down, you could be able to fly from here to the United States, United States back here. You can't travel by road like a, a train to the states or by car to the states but don't you have to um don't you have to quarantine when you get back not necessarily when yes, you go you when you come have, back you, yeah yeah you still have to quarantine when you come back regardless yeah that's what you do you still have to do but the border's not closed right in terms of air travel well that's a good and, thing i guess yeah and the thing is this is what this is what i'm wondering like uh for people that are going back and, and they're going into the united states or they're going into uh, other countries that have high rates unfortunately of COVID-19 and they come back yeah they're gonna they have to be at least two weeks quarantine for sure there, there's no two ways about it but still there's still people coming in that do have COVID-19 that have been tested positive right so what do you, so, what do, you do with those people exactly so like uh, in terms of road like you know if let's say you're going to Niagara Falls in Canada you want to cross over you can't uh, on both sides and I know a lot of Americans tried to cross over they tried to do shopping Obviously, because their dollar is worth a lot more here, and uh, and uh, a lot of times they were turned back from uh, from the Canadian border uh, border agency. Wow. So, yeah. So, who, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I know you sometimes go to Florida for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I would you be going? Like, are you thinking of going or not this year? No. Okay. No, this year I'm staying here. Yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend and I discussed it, and then we're staying here too. We're not. We're not. Uh, well, I'm not, uh, I'm not even sure if the uh, if we're not going to be locked down again. They keep threatening that there's going to be another lockdown. Yeah. So, if they're if they're thinking about locking us down, then who's thinking about vacations, really? Yeah, exactly. And I and now you just started your first week of school with students. 
I did. How did how did things go in terms of on your end? Well, the um, the school I'm in uh, are taking the recommendations seriously, mm-hmm. and so um, so I have no issue with them. They they're doing everything by the book, and so as long as they do everything by the book, I'm happy. Uh, do I think that we're going to uh, to stay open for more than a couple of months? Probably not. I mean, in Quebec, there have been 50 schools with at least one case of COVID in the last week. Yeah. So we're bound to have an outbreak at one point or another. And if we're bound to have an outbreak, then, um, then uh, I anticipate them shutting down the schools again. Because I know other school boards in the United States, for example, California, they've decided to not open and just do everything online. And here at home, the colleges and universities are doing stuff online. Yeah, just, so for, the then, first, just for the first semester, though. Uh, yeah, I, uh, was it just for the first semester? Uh, I, the thought moment, it was, I thought it was more long-term. At the moment, it's just for the first semester. Okay, just for the first semester. I think that's going to change, especially Look, you when you're saying... You can't, keep, you can't keep all these buildings closed forever, either. I know. I mean, even our local mayor wanted people to come, uh, the people that were working in the downtown towers and the downtown office buildings, uh, to, for them to come down. But a lot of people are still very worried about coming down. Yeah, it's true. It's like, yeah, I know you can't keep a, people from going down and trying to get somehow of a no, normal life. But if the government again locks down for whatever reason, and a lot of people are really just either not taking it seriously or they think it's some kind of a conspiracy, one of the two, because they, there was a, in, in, our, in our provincial capital, they had a karaoke club and people, people were passing around the microphone and 10 or 15 people got infected. So the thing is, you know, it's, it, it all depends on the mindset. If you, uh, it's not only keeping yourself safe, but it's keeping people around you safe. Well, the, uh, the whole it, thing about wearing a mask isn't for you to be safe. It's for people it's for around people. you to be safe. Exactly. The mask doesn't protect you; it protects everybody else. So yeah, all these people, exactly. all these people fighting, fighting about the masks. I don't want to wear a mask. You can't force me to wear a mask. All these people doing that—they're really putting other people into danger. Yeah. And, yeah. and and that's that's really a sad, sad thing. I mean, why would you do that to people? And the, and that's the thing that I'm worried about is that there could be a very the the the, the strong likelihood of a, a second lockdown. I would not be surprised within the next couple. I'm sure by the end of the year we're going to get into another lockdown. I I can't imagine we're not. Yeah, I mean, as long unless people are following protocols. I mean, I think they said it early next year. I think sometime in the spring. There's supposedly a vaccine that's going to be coming out. Now, the thing is, is the vaccine going to be ready? And, and of course, the distribution. Sheldon, who's going to take the vaccine? Let's be honest. I think people are scared enough. I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to take You remember the, H, the, the uh, H1N1 yeah. thing? You remember the whole hullabaloo there? They distribute the vaccine. I know uh, when I was working at the station, I think you were not there anymore. We had to take, we didn't have a choice. We had to take it as part of the uh, federal regulation. We had to take the H1N1 vaccine. In the um, health, uh, uh, I think the public sector workers, uh, the, the healthcare workers, they had to take the H1N1 vaccine. There was no opting out. Right. It was extreme circumstances. There was only very few exceptions if they had um, Barrett sy- syndrome, whereby that if they knowingly would have developed a very bad reaction to that vaccine, then they would be 
because then it would it would outweigh the risk of I mean the person could die. So uh, you know either way, one way or the other. I mean that's that that's a thing. So, and and the government might very well uh, make it mandatory for all of us to get the vaccine. It's possibility. I'm not saying it's well, it, anything, going to anything in life is possible. Yeah, anything is possible. So then, just like H1N1, because and, and this has been such a horrendous uh, situation where so many people died and got sick and overwhelmed the hospitals and everything else, and the senior citizens' homes uh, all over the place got infected and many seniors died. I, I would not be surprised if the government mandated it, uh, it, would, it would be compulsory to get the vaccine. So to answer that question, there's a very distinct possibility, like it or not, we may all have to take the vaccine. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, the Howie Silberg Show continues right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Uh, stick around because the show just gets more exciting from here. I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon Freed. You can feel free to call in one 877 1292 is the number to call, 1-877-669-1292. We'll be back just after this. Day David received a golden chain with a golden Jewish star encircling his name. He loved his star of David, it meant so much to him. Around his neck, he wore it always, even in the gym. And whenever he looked down, he could see that golden star that seemed to tell him, David, remember who you are. Sports are loved, but most of all, it was the roar of the crowd at the crack of the bat when he hit that old baseball. In his senior year of high school, he fulfilled a dream when he received a scholarship to play for a college team. University was different than back in St. Louis. It was so easy to forget what it meant to be a Jew. When he'd look into the mirror, he would see that that seemed to tell him, David, remember who you are. i 
They all came to see David spark the team to success and on to victory. The championship was to be held out in LA, but it was scheduled for Yom Kippur Day. David was so torn, he didn't know what to do. On Yom Kippur Day, the synagogue was the place, yes he knew. Well, he had a Jewish star, and he had a Jewish name. But this was his chance for stardom and fame. show on the true talk radio network talk to howie call 1-877-669-1292 and i'm howie silberger this is the howie silberger show right here on the true talk radio network feel free to call in the number to call one 877 669 1292 that's 18776691292 my uh my my long suffering producer Sheldon Erickfried is still here he's he's still on with us I I'm see still him. on with you I see you right there Hi nice Sheldon Hi at least I have a chin up Yep yep it's good to get your chin up every now and then Yeah that's that's right that's exactly right. Yep <laughs> Uh Sheldon the inside uh, joke <laughs> Oh, Sheldon, Sheldon, Sheldon. Telling jokes that the audience will never understand. And loving it. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sheldon Eric Freed is also our long, well, our newfangled, our newfangled temporary newscaster. Sheldon Eric Freed is our newfangled temporary (laughs) newscaster. (laughs) 
Oh, well, you blew that one out of the Ooh. box. Whatever the heck that means. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it means, it means uh, it means one thing. It means one thing and one thing only. What uh, does that mean? That I'm um, that I'm that I'm babbling. That's that's what it means. <laughs> that's the only thing it means. It just means that I'm babbling. I'm babbling for no reason, just to kill time. Um, nah, we don't have to kill time. We have a full show. But I, but I tend to babble a lot. That's that's the whole thing. I I, I just I just talk. Uh, Sheldon, <laughs> hi Sheldon. Uh, Sheldon, Hello, Sheldon Eric Freed has our newscast, and our newscast is brought to you by the letter Q. The letter Q. Yes, the letter Q. Okay. <laughs> oh, did you expect a tag after that? Okay, fine. The newscast okay. is brought to you by the letter Q. Q is for quickie. Here is <laughs> Sheldon Eric Freed. <laughs> oh my God, the stuff that the the stuff that could come into a person's head. Okay, uh, so you know what we. we uh, every week I have this wonderful and strange things are funny and strange things in the news. And, you know, it's it never ceases to amaze me of some of the interesting things and strange things I come up with each and every week here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. And I'm pleased to once again, after doing extensive and I repeat, Howie, extensive research in bringing not only you but our many listeners as well, funny and strange things in the news. How extensive it, is your research, Sheldon? Uh, ex- I'm telling you the, 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 the painstaking time that I spend going through all the websites and try to see what I could pros- possibly bring to mind in terms of entertainment, raised eyebrows, and everything in between. But tonight's edition... I'm going to go through some of the states in the United States of America in some States. of the weirdest, and I repeat, the weirdest and strangest set, sets of laws. And I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. I'm not going to go through the entire 50 states because it would be way too much and too long. But I'm going to give you some of the highlights. I picked out 20 of the states in the United States that have the strangest laws that imaginable all right so hit me start. sheldon hit us what? okay so let's start with alabama alabama no stink bombs or confetti stink bombs or any objects with the purpose of which to create disagreeable odors are strictly illegal there really all, all yeah also illegal spray string confetti and bathing in public fountains Okay, so I got to be careful when I go to Alabama. Exactly. Uh, what if I, what happens if I eat a lot of beans in Alabama and um, and then the natural process takes place, and I'm well, walk I walk into a restaurant or something and um, and, and uh, I drop a stink bomb. Well, will I get arrested? Buy Rolaids or buy Tums because that's the only way you're going to get out of having a problem huh. in Alabama. So they're going to call the cops and the cops will come and arrest me. Yeah, and they're probably going to say, you know what, this stinks. So that's you know, cra- that's crazy in Alabama. Yeah, well, that's uh, and oh, the, just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Speaking of iceberg, Alaska. Icebergs. Yeah. Number two, Alaska. No getting drunk in a bar. What? In Alaska, whoa, whoa, it is what? illegal. 
Exactly. In Alaska, it is illegal to be drunk in a bar. As per, as per state law, a person who's already drunk may not knowingly enter a bar to drink more or remain in the bar that got them drunk in the first place. So you're not allowed to be drunk in Alaska. In a bar. In a bar. But you can be you drunk can be on drunk the street. Home. On the street? You can be drunk at home, and if you happen to be going around the streets in Alaska, do not go in a bar if you are tipsy. Okay. Okay. Third one, Arizona. Arizona. Love that state. Dry weather, beautiful sunshine sky, and a lot of cacti. And Phoenix is a beautiful city. Yeah, Phoenix. I, yeah, Phoenix, Tucson, been there both in, in, in the summer, which is like 130, 135 <laughs> Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Just remember. Yeah, dry. But apparently in the state of Arizona, especially in the town of Goodyear, in other words, uh, Goodyear, like the tire company, Goodyear, Arizona, it is unlawful to spit in or on any public building, park, sidewalk, or road. Offenders may be charged a fine for up to $2,500 and six months in the who's how. Whoa. Yeah. And then also six in months. Case, yeah. And then also in case people need a reminder, it's also just plain lousy etiquette. That's true. Yeah, and also I, I, I also know that Singapore But you go to six months in prison for Yeah, believe for, it for or not spitting on the street? Yeah. Wow. yeah, believe it or not, in Goodyear, Arizona. Man. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know about the other cities in Arizona, but apparently in Goodyear you cannot do that. And also just reminds me of like Singapore that yeah, I believe you cannot spit as well as uh, take gum and spit the gum out without throwing it into the garbage. Right. Yeah. Or don't so cane that's you. another thing. Singapore yeah, can you? And he, and here's something, God. I don't think you and I have ever thought about in the state of California. Yeah. Apparently, there are no nuclear weapons allowed in the state. Oh. Yeah, because it is illegal to build, maintain, or use a nuclear weapon within Chico, California city limits. A law that began in the 80s as a serious anti-nuke statement has taken on a second life as an internet joke, mainly due to the, to the consequences. In addition to self-annihilation, the infraction also carries a $500 fine. Ouch. Yeah. In Connecticut, yeah. I don't know, do you like pickles? I love pickles. I love pickles also, you know, especially, especially the real good sour, the real good uh, authentic yeah, kosher good pickle. old yeah. pickles, yeah. Well, apparently, I don't know if you heard this, Howie, but apparently in the state of Connecticut, yeah. and I kid you not, pickles must, I repeat, must bounce. What? Exactly. A pickle cannot be sold unless it bounces. So you have, you have, do you have to test every pickle? Well, this is a, could you imagine people could be in a pickle testing a pickle? <laughs> but according to a 1948 article, this law became a necessity after two scheming pickle packers tried to sell pickles. I'll try to say that seven times fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Un, uh, yeah, two ra scheming pickle packers tried to yeah. sell pickles. <laughs> yeah. Peter Piper, <laughs> pickle pa packers tried to sell pickles. Yeah. Unfit for human consumption on the sly. Connecticut's Food and Drug Commissioner at the time proclaimed that a real pickle should, quote, bounce, unquote, when dropped from a height 
<laughs> of one foot leading to a new state regulation. Wow. So would you would could you imagine? Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it's if it bounces even more if it's garlic or bounces more if it's kosher. I don't uh, know. I don't know. We have to find out. You know, I don't know. That'll be a te- maybe. Maybe I'll get my grade eight class test at. That would be good. We'll get a yeah, couple of jars of pickle, and we'll we'll have yeah. them drop pickles and see which ones bounce higher. Exactly. And for people in the city of Reboth Beach, Delaware, yeah, to prevent mischief of any sort, children that live there may only go trick-or-treating on Halloween between the hours of 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. on Halloween unless Halloween falls on a Sunday. In that case, such going door-to-door and house-to-house for treats shall take place on the evening of October 30th instead. Ah, no trick-or-treating on Sunday. You believe it? I believe it. And in Florida, just like it would be oh, obvious in California, Florida. Not, to, not to carry nuclear weapons. Well, in Florida, apparently, selling children <laughs> is against the law. I kid you not. We know that the kids can be annoying because... You know, you know, kids that well, can be on, really annoying. Second, I mean, some students Sheldon, maybe in your it, class or kids that you might know. Sheldon, but please remember that in Florida, Howie, it is a felony. A felony. To sell your children. Remember. It, is it not a felony to sell your children in every other state, too? You, 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 you would think. You would think. <laughs> yeah. But remember, people, you have been warned. So in case you're going to Florida and you want to sell your kids, think twice. And for people who are chicken in the state of Georgia, yeah. well, you can't eat fried chicken with utensils. For chicken chompers in Gainesville, Georgia, finger licking is not a suggestion. It is mandatory. Wow. Thanks to a 1961 law, boy, Colonel Sanders would be so happy to hear this, added to the city code as a publicity stunt, it is illegal to eat fried chicken in the poultry capital of the world with anything other than your fingers. Believe it or not, no Ripley's, a tourist was arrested was arrested for such a chicken forking, I have to watch the way I said that word, yes. violation in 2009. Wow. Yep. And, and you, know, I, you know, even even Kentucky Fried Chicken, because of COVID, is dropping their uh, slogan figure looking good. <laughs> I, wonder, I, I wonder if they're going to, like, suspend the law. I only the people will in Kentucky will be or Georgia will be able to let you know. That's for sure. In Idaho, Idaho. Well, here's an here, here's another Idaho. Idaho. It's Idaho. We go. Ooh. There's no cannibalism. Did no. you know that? Whoa! You're not allowed eating people. The, it, no, it is the only state to have an active ban on cannibalism. So I'm wondering Boy, if they had a problem with that that they had to pass a law. Yeah, well, was Jeffrey was, Dahmer, I guess, wouldn't wouldn't have a chance yeah, there anyway. But was this was Ch- this was this an active problem that they needed to pass a law? Well, apparently, it's technically not a crime in the rest of the nation, but cannibalism is defined as non consensual consumption of another human being. Oh, meaning we non- guess if you can get your buddy's permission to eat his tenderloin, the feds can't stop you. Non consensual. Yeah, exactly. So, so if 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 you. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, Sheldon. I, you, I, I don't even know. Believe me, you're not the only one who's trying. to I, understand I don't even this, know why I'm trying to understand this, but I'm just trying to understand. Oh, this. we just stopped that a so, long time so ago. So, are you are you telling me that <laughs> <laughs> if I if I sign a contract with you saying that I could eat you, it is perfectly legal for me to eat you, 
Ah, uh, there's so but many things if, wrong with that. If I decide so not ways. to, if I decide not to eat you, okay. Um, uh, but if I decide not to sign the contract with you, excuse me, but eat you anyway, I could go to jail. Is that is yeah, that what you're telling me? I think we should insert disclaimer now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, so uh, we 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 got a comment actually on YouTube. Uh-oh. Uh It says perhaps it was previously just frowned upon, but people took advantage. <laughs> Must have gotten out of hand that they had to pass a law, right? I, I guess, I guess, and yeah. the question, bon appetit, I guess, well, I guess that might have been taken out of context, too. Wow. Uh, apparently, in the state of Indiana, yeah. there Indiana. is a thing, if you, if you own a black cat, called proper black cat etiquette on Friday the 13th. In the municipality of French Lick Springs, Indiana, all black cats must wear bells around their necks on Friday the 13th. The rule was introduced on October 13, 1939, quote, as a war measure to alleviate mental strain on the populace, unquote, and has technically been in effect since. Wow. Now, you know, here in the province of Quebec, people that live in the province of Quebec, you know, they have a big stink about margarine. Like, margarine has to be white. It can't be yellow. It can't be the same. Never made any sense to me. Well, apparently in the state of Iowa, you can't be allowed to fake your butter. I can't believe it's not a misdemeanor. Any person who attempts to pass off margarine, oleo or oleo margarine as real butter is guilty of a simple misdemeanor in the state of Iowa, punishable by up to 30 days in jail and a $625 fine. 30 days in jail for faking your butter. Wow. That's pretty steep. That's, I'm telling you, that's, boy, boy, talk about grease balls. Um, in, in the state of Kansas, apparently, number 12, in the state of Kansas, apparently, no snowballs. It's illegal to throw snowballs in Topeka, Kansas. Thanks to a weirdly worded law, no kidding, in the city criminal court, it is unlawful to throw any stones snowballs or any other missiles at any person or property in Topeka, Kansas, an ordinance that former Mayor Bill Button publicly flouted by tossing a whopper, I guess I guess he was fed up with Burger King, yeah. at a snowy tree in 2005. I'm going to have an ordinance drawn up to reveal this dumb law, lest our already crowded prisons are filling up with children who, while making a snowman, got carried away and had a snowball fight, he later claimed. And in the state of Kentucky, Kentucky, yeah, apparently, yeah, Kentucky woman. Well, you don't want to see people dueling. Apparently, all public officials and attorneys in Kentucky must hereby swear an oath, Cowie, that they have not fought a duel with deadly weapons, nor acted as a second in another person's duel. Good to know now, unfortunately, when the oath took effect. In 1848, many would-be duelists turned to murderous street brawls <laughs> instead. Uh, and the state of Louisiana going down south in number 14. Yeah. Well, it is illegal to steal someone else's crawfish. Like, really illegal. Meriting its own state law, crawfish theft. In excess of $1,500 can land the, offend- land the offender with up to 10 years prison time Whoa. for a... $3,000 fine. Wow. How much are crawfish worth? 
I, 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 God only knows. Right. But mostly they will have to endure the humiliation of being called shellfish for the rest of their life. Really? They, you have to call them shellfish for the rest of their life? Yeah, yeah you can call me Johnny. You can call me. You remember the David, uh, David Steinberg show, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can call me. Yeah, you can call me shellfish. Uh, in the state of Maine, not too far from where where we are, Maine, 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 just off, just out, just, just south of New Brunswick. Exactly, it is forbidden to post advertisements on another person's tombstone in the city of Wells, Maine. Part of a lengthy list of cemetery regulations, this ordinance is really a favor to would-be marketers. Nobody is a worse customer than a corpse. Um. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm, I'm trying. I'm tr who advertises on tombstones? Uh, I I don't I don't know. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm confused. That's all. F maybe funeral homes. I don't know. I I, I have no idea. Oh, I've never I'm, seen an ad on a tombstone, but um, who am I? Yeah. Well, well, not. Be, I don't I hang out in. I don't hang out in cemeteries, so I mean. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And we don't play one on t uh, on the radio either. No. And apparently, you know, in, in, in here in the province of Quebec and, uh, and a lot of other places, you know, uh, when somebody cuts each other off, people start cursing the other driver. They, they, they give the, uh, you know, the, the oil finger treatment and all this other stuff, the sign. Well, apparently in the state of Maryland, in Rockville, Maryland, to be exact, making road rage even ragier, it is illegal to swear or curse upon any street or highway in Rockville, Maryland. Anyone caught swearing faces a misdemeanor charge effectively having to add $100 to the city swear, swear jar. I guess Maryland probably has really excellent roads, very well paved and an efficient transportation system because I'm sure a lot of people contributed to Rockville, Maryland's city swear jar. Yeah, I'm sure. And apparently... Well, you know, you, I know you're proud to be, uh, you, you love the United States and you love a lot of things to dealing with the United States. Well, you know, in the Star Spangled Banner, yeah, I know that you would see some people kneeling in the national anthem, some people, of course, singing in the national anthem, saluting and being very patriotic in the United States of America. Well, apparently Massachusetts takes it even further, the Star Spangled Banner, that much seriously. Apparently it is prohibited in the state of Massachusetts to dance to the Star Spangled Banner. And this is thanks to an excessively patriotic 1917 law. While you try to ponder what such a dance would even look like, find <laughs> solace to the fact that this law could never actually be enforced. Thanks to a slightly weightier document called the First Amendment. <laughs> How would you dance to the first thing, Ben? I, I I don't know. I mean, I know people have kneeled on it and, uh, wearing a you know wearing a football uniform, but I don't know. I've never seen people. Maybe mascots and uh, everybody dance. I don't. I don't know. The national anthem. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, so, uh, well, one sec. Before you continue, we'll go internationally because I got one from international. Um, shoot. Uh, are are a YouTube listener James, who's in um, who's in Wales, he's watching us from Wales. Uh, Hi James. He um he he just sent me one, and I think it's interesting. Uh, apparently, Welshmen are prohibited from entering Chester before sun rises and have to leave again before the sun goes down. <laughs> Which perhaps explains the fact that it's still technically okay to shoot a Welshman on a Sunday 
inside the city walls as long as it's after midnight and with a crossbow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. It's also illegal for a male to urinate in public as, as long as it is, is on the rear wheel of his motor vehicle and his right hand is on the vehicle. It is legal for him to do that as long as his doing it on the rear wheel of his motor vehicle and his right hand is on the vehicle. That's hilarious. So That's hilarious. That's James, hilarious. thank you for sharing that. Uh, uh, we, we like to go international. We love when, when people contribute to this. So thank oh, you so much. I love much. that. Thank you. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, apparently in the state of New Jersey. I yeah. don't know if you knew this. I don't know. I've been to New Jersey a million times. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, and I know I, I I don't know if you've been a fan of The Sopranos. I know I've been a fan of The Sopranos. Sopranos is a great show. Well, apparently in the state of New Jersey, I kid you not. Yeah. Apparently, it's against the law not only to murder someone, but in Jersey, it's double against the law to murder someone while you're wearing a bulletproof vest. Okay. See if you could follow. See if you could follow along, Howard. All right, I'm trying. Wearing okay. a bulletproof vest while committing or attempting to commit a crime of the first degree is a crime of the second degree. <laughs> okay. Now, in, in in the state of state of Oregon. Wait, 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 wait! I have to go back. <laughs> woke up this morning. Got myself a gun. Okay. I got. I got to discuss this New Jersey one with you. <laughs> I just want to get it clear in my head in case, in case one day I end up in a situation where I'm going to New Jersey to murder somebody. Yeah, take the vest off. I have to take the vest off. I mean, you might be murdered by the other person who might be also brandishing a weapon. Because, but if, I, because if I'm wearing the bulletproof vest... It's a crime of the second degree. It's a crime of the second, but if I'm not wearing the word vest, it's a crime of the first degree? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, I then. I mean, yeah, well, Governor Christie, do you have some work to be done on that law? But he makes uh, good cookies. Mr. Christie makes good cookies, so that's exactly. what matters. In the state of Oregon, yeah. there are no tests of physical endurance while driving. It is considered a speed racing offense in Oregon if you participate in any test of physical endurance while you're on the highway. No, Sorry, well, y'all. What, what kind of tests of physical endurance would you be doing while you are driving? Well, maybe making, uh, trying to do push-ups, maybe making a muscle, or maybe, you know, any, any kind of uh, stuff showing your, phys- your, your physical, you know, your physical well-being while you're driving. Because apparently, sorry, y'all... No, no more seeing how long you can steer the wheel with your teeth. Yeah, really. Uh, Sheldon, tell me, you've, how, how long have you been um, uh, driving? How many years? Oh, my God. I, I've been driving now probably for about oh, 43, 44 years. Okay, so you've been driving 40-odd years. Now, yeah, now yeah. in those 40-odd years of driving... Never, um, never. Have you I ever? My teeth to stereo, have stereo. you ever once decided that you were going to do push-ups while you were driving, or sit-ups, uh, or run no. a couple of laps while you were driving? Mm, no, this... and I and, and I never even so much because you know, especially you got to watch and make sure you, you make sure you go to the dentist, you know, once or twice a year. Right. I really don't want to start using my teeth to start steering a wheel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really. I, I don't think my significant other would like that too much. Probably not. No. Uh, and apparently, in the state of Utah, to wrap things up. On Utah. the funny, strange things. 
on the funny and strange things in the news. Uh, not to be too obvious, and I'm sure this would be the last thing on people's minds, but you never know in the state of Utah. That's right. Those Mormons. Hurling a missile. Hurling a missile hurling. into a bus terminal. I guess that's just part of the physical endurance. I guess you, you, <laughs> must you be. from Oregon, go to Utah, <laughs> hurling a missile with your physical strength behind a wheel into a bus terminal in Utah is a felony unless you are an appointed officer, Howie, of the peace or commercial security personnel. And that is the funny and strange things in the news here on the Howie Silberger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. So I can't go to Utah and hurdle a missile into a bus terminal. Not hurdle, hurl, yeah, hurl, yeah, exactly. Uh, hur, hur, hurl, I meant hurl. Yeah, 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 hurl. I, yeah. I can't throw a missile into a bus terminal no, no. In, in Utah. No. Or, I that... mean, you take the physical, so you take, so people that want to go, now there's probably going to be an influx of people that are going from Oregon to Utah for a right. drive. <laughs> yeah. And they're probably going to wind up, you know, say, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna show my manly strength. Well, I'm going to hide they, it. Maybe they should drive from Utah to Oregon because then they could yeah. hurdle the hurl the the missile into a bus terminal in Oregon. Yeah, but it, but I don't know if there's a law against that. They might be able to get away with that, but apparently in Utah you. you can't. You see, so uh, is that, yeah. has that? Do you do you feel? Do you think that that was a major problem that they had to pass a law? Ah, well, look, it's the same thing with cannibalism and other things. You wonder why these states had to pass a law in the first place. I'm, I'm, I have to find out where Jeffrey Dahmer is actually from. Right. Seriously, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but. Uh, I, I tell you this when I was looking at this today and I was looking and I was doing doing this I'm going uh, you've got to be kidding like seeing some of these like you've got to be kidding yeah really They're crazy some of them like I, I mean I, mean, I, don't I, know I, I like I like the one from Wales really yeah that was that was funny yeah yeah I mean it's technically okay to shoot a Welshman on a Sunday inside the city walls as long as it's after midnight and with a crossbow <laughs> um, uh, yeah. you know do you go figure it out, right? Uh, and how yeah, these I laws think, are still on, I, I on the books today. I think we passed that point, Howie, of figuring this thing out. <laughs> oh, <sighs> God, this was, this was this is absolutely funny. That was really something else. But Thank you. Thank you very much for, for, for finding that for us, Sheldon. I appreciate it's it. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. It, it, it's always a pleasure to, um, to hear the strange and funny stuff in the news. Well, you know what? It, the thing that, about it is things always change. It's never the same. I mean, sometimes you hear these strange things in the news that a robber will go to the bank, and usually the real professional robbers will wear a mask and make sure that not, not, nothing is, is revealed. Right. Not their identity, not anything else that would be revealed. But right. you would see sometimes these... Uh, these bank robbers would be so dumb. I know you would ask, how dumb are they? I'm glad that you asked that How question. dumb are they, Sheldon? I'm glad that you asked, Howie, because they would be so dumb that, A, they would take the mask off because they found it would too, be too hot, and they would leave their driver's license behind. <laughs> They'd write the, uh, put all the money in the bag on the back of their driver's license. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they would, exactly. And it would be like, uh, there wouldn't be like a car just, let's say, uh, just coming to the outside just in the time for the, the robbers to come show up and then speed off. The, the car would be sitting there, let's say, in front of the bank, parked, and right away there would be a patrolman taking the license plate number of the bank ro robber's car, and Bob's your uncle. They get, next thing you know, about four, two or three hours later, police knocks on the door, and you're, you know, you're arrested. So, I mean, it, it's amazing. Like, some of these stories in the news and... Yeah. 
Uh, just a follow-up to that Welsh to that Welsh law. So it's uh, it's it's illegal for a Welshman. It's uh, it's legal. I'm sorry, to to shoot a Welshman in the in the in the walls of Chester uh, before the sun rises. Uh, I'm sorry. Be uh, on when on Sunday inside the city walls as long as you do it after midnight with a uh, crossbow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is still, it is still Sheldon. It's still illegal for a Welshman to kill an Englishman. So the rules they have not yet reached equality in the law. Sheldon they have not yet reached equality. <laughs> one d- in one, the law. <laughs> one there's never cease. <laughs> one day. The Welshman will have justice and be able yes. to shoot an Englishman on a Sunday within the city walls with his crossbow. One day. Well, I guess he will have uh, freedom. Get, well, somebody will get the key to the city, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Sheldon, I want to thank you and I want to thank everyone for listening. It's always and a pleasure. We're going to uh, we're going to go now because we are out of time. And when we run out of time, that means we have to go. That's really that's really well that's really well put. I'm very very proud of you. Thank you. I, I worked hard on, on on putting that all together. Because when you have to go, we're out of time. We're out of time, and we have to go. I understand. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Exactly. Or, or like Wayne and Truth used to say, "I see by the clock on the wall, it's time to bid you one and all." Okay. So long. farewell, adieu. Farewell. Okay. And no shooting each adieu. other before sunrise. Eh? That's right. But only use a crossbow. Especially in England. Use a crossbow. Yeah. Yes. In Wales. Use a okay. Robin Hood. Yeah. Okay. Sherwood Forest. I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon. I'm Sheldon Freed. He is Sheldon Freed. And this is the Howie Silberger Show. <laughs> we'll be back again tom- tomorrow. Well, no, maybe not tomorrow. We won't be back again tomorrow. <laughs> I will perhaps be back again on Tuesday. <laughs> Sheldon will rejoin me on Sunday. Okay. Uh, unless unless you, you want sure? unless you want to be on on Tuesday, that's fine too. <laughs> and on Tuesday we have a double feature. We have the Howie Silberger show, and we have oh, political... that's what the name of that show was. I forgot. And we have Political Hitman on Israel okay. News Talk Radio. All right, you, thank I, the Jewish version of the Blues Brothers with the sunglasses. I have no idea what you're talking about. Thank you so well, the much. Political, the Political Hitman with the sunglasses. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again. We'll see you again in uh, in, a, in a day or so. <laughs> what? It's you, true. You need rest. You need Today rest. is Sunday. Tomorrow will be a Monday. Tuesday will be in a okay, day or so. That's good. He, he knows the days of the week. What's what's wrong with you, Sheldon? A long-suffering host. Not, I'm not the long-suffering producer. This is not rocket science. Or... I mean, I, I'm I'm talking English. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand English. I speak English. What? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>